Number 32. Is that a lucky number? It is. It's divisible by 8, 4, 2, 16. It was also my baseball number when I was in high school. Really? Yeah. Great. John, Also, John Lieber's number, former Chicago Cubs pitcher. Fantastic. Was he any good? He was like, he was kind of my... Are any of them good? Yeah, well, he wasn't like great, which is why he was kind of my idol, because he was just like a solid guy. He would just go out there and sometimes he would do awesome, very rarely. I can rarely, understand that. But he was, no one was ever expecting him to like be a dominant superstar. There's something really great about being consistently good. Yeah. You know? Right. B+. I plus. kind of prefer that over being I'm, I'm awesome I'm going for sometimes. B+. Plus. Yeah. Like pretty good all the time and really reliable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was John Lieber, basically. Cool. Um, what's happening? You know, the usual. This is the needle in the mouse. I we probably should say that at the beginning. Probably. Someday we'll have music. Someday. Or an or an announcer. I feel like someone offered to make us music. I'm sure many people. Angry. I'm sure Alan offered. <laughs> Why don't we ask Alan to make us a little theme song? All right, we'll we'll work on that. I think it would be nice, especially if we're going to really try to do this more frequently. Well, we've done 32 of them infrequently. <laughs> I know, but what if we tried to do it every week or every other week? That'd be good because last show was our worst listened show of all oh, time. Oh, really? I don't know. Do In a while. That? I was just looking at the website. But how can... So let's make this awesome. Okay. I don't know if the show itself makes it awesome unless we have a celebrity guest. I feel like that would True. help. Should we get a celebrity guest to be a to make sure we get more downloads? Like Farhad? Well, I think we definitely should have John Genuzzi. Because okay. he has, I mean, he doesn't have as many Twitter followers as you, but I feel like his tweets get way more likes and stuff. He probably has more real followers and fewer spam bots. Yeah, and he tweeted something funny today, and it got like 35 likes or something like Boom. that. Boom. So I think we should have him on and have him tweet it. Okay. And then, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, show planning. He said he'll be, he'll, he'll All right, we'll do it. be on it. Awesome. Maybe next time. Uh, what's going on? You know, a we, lot of stuff we in have, fashion and tech. Yeah. Um, More Apple. Since since our last show, Apple had its keynote. What night did you make me watch that last night? Two different nights. And one night I fell asleep. Yeah. It's pretty long. It okay, was an can, hour and a half. Can I say something? And I was thinking about this last night, and I might not be able to articulate it as well as I did last night in my head when I was half asleep. But... Those events are too long. They do not need to be that long. They're not even that long, though. Like but other companies do three or four hour why? keynotes. I know. Because here's the thing. Fashion week is very silly and we complain about it and people are annoyed. They have to go and, you know, it's crowded and they invite too many people and it's it's not. It's about the entertainment. It's not about the clothes, blah, 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 blah. It's hard to get in and out. You're not spending more than an hour of your life, and the actual show is only 15 minutes. Yeah. And you're in and you're out, and all the other information that you need to glean, you get from the internet or from a press release or from sales orders or whatever. Like all the small detail stuff, 
is not a part of it. Oh, really? Already? Ralph, Ralford says hello. Ralford wants. Ralph, Ralford says, "Yeah, what's up with that?" What's up with that? So, I, well, first of all, people already know how to put a pair of pants on or a dress. This is no, like I, I don't know. I think the way that they presented the Apple Watch took way longer than it had to. Oh no, I think it's that it was too short. I mean. They still have not ex- – I mean maybe the length is not the issue, but they still have not convincingly explained why this needs to exist, well, and, and they, I, maybe they don't know. And they haven't – they also haven't really explained what it does. But that's my point. Like there was not really much information in there. And and most of that was being shown for the second time. And I didn't want to see the stupid vid – the commercial. I don't want to see that then. Well – I don't want to see – I just it, it seemed like and then when the guy is the guy took um he was like his garage garage door stuff mm-hmm. like that was interesting he was opening his garage door with the apple watch and his kids came through or whatever that was interesting but that could that was like 2 minutes it could have been 30 seconds like it just felt like everything took a really long time to get through and I've watched other Apple keynotes with you. And this one in particular, I was extremely frustrated. Hmm. Okay. And maybe it is because they already did that other one in the fall. And so it just felt like. Yeah, not it really wasn't as dense more. as it like. It was very drawn out to me. Yeah. I don't know. I, that's my. Yeah, that was it, my. Th- that happens occasionally. I, I also. You could sense the tension. Well, I think they're, they – I don't know if they're fully convinced they know what it's for yet. And I think more so than the iPhone and – well, no. More, Ralphie. More so than the iPad where they were on a roll with the iPhone. Yeah. Steve Jobs spent all this time explaining why it needed to exist. They have not yet really done that with the watch. Do you think – are we going to have to – I mean, it, he can't bark the whole time. People do find barking. He's going to hold him. So we have a, now we have a dog participating in the show okay. today. Hey, baby. Okay. But did when the iPod came out, did he do a keynote? Oh, yeah. And is that – could we watch that? Yeah, let's watch it. Yeah, I would be interested to see that one because to me that is much more – and maybe there there were tablets and there were smartphones, but to me – these two markets, the MP3 player market and the smartwatch market, seem the most similar to me mm-hmm. in terms of, and maybe it's just because those are markets that I followed more closely than the smartphone and the tablet markets. But those two markets seem closer. Like there are tons of smartwatches, tons and tons and tons and tons, not just a few. There are tons. They have VC backing and all that stuff. And there were a ton of MP3 players. There are so many MP3 players. So I feel like this could have the same, you know, if it works, it will be the same. It'll blow them, yeah. you know, the other ones out of the water. Well, the what way. Apple did with the with the iPod that no one else had was the whole ecosystem of, mm-hmm. of being able to sync it with iTunes to your iPod. And also the iPod was really the only one that had that much storage because they were using a hard drive that, Pretty much no one else had. Yeah. 
The problem is, and you know this too, is that the iPod solved a problem. I don't think the Apple Watch solves a problem. Right. I think they're trying to figure that out now. Yeah. And I, I think some of it's going to be developers who figure out really cool uses for it. Yeah. Yeah. But, which the iPhone didn't even have a software, a developer kit from the beginning. Yeah. All you could do is look at a web page. So, we'll see. I don't know. I'm interested in using one, seeing yeah. seeing if I actually wear it for more than a month. Which one are you going to get? Uh, I'm going to, I want to try them on first, but I think I'm still going to get the cheap one and make sure that I actually wear it. Are you going to get the space gray or the regular aluminum? I think the regular one. Aluminium. Aluminium. Because um, I think that uh, if I actually do like it, yeah, uh, I'll want to get a new one to next. You know, I'll want to keep getting them for a while. How much are the rubber um, watch bands? You know, I think they're only like fifty bucks. Okay, so I think I might get black first, and then switch to the lime. No, you'd want. Well, then you'd have to get the black. Face. Watch so you could get the lime and then just buy the black armband. Okay, maybe I'll do that. Okay, I don't know. I need to look at them. I might want the black face. Okay, yeah, we'll see them in person. Yeah, That's I why it's really interesting to see what kind of a shit show the Apple Store is going to be because they're going to have these try-on sessions. Yeah, are we going to sign up for them? Well, I guess so. Can, can we start signing up now? No. When can you start signing up? Um, April tenth is when they start. I don't know when you can sign up for them. We should find that out too. Yeah. Um they haven't said yet. I do I also think it's interesting that it is becoming so important for us to go look at them. Yeah. You know. Well, it is the first Apple product where the appearance is arguably more important than the function. Yeah. Um I am so you said that if I get wireless headphones, I can listen to music on them and stuff. Yeah. So I might do that because then I wouldn't have to take my phone when I run. Mm-hmm. How much are wireless headphones? Like 200 bucks. What about like cheap, cheapo ones? I don't think they exist. Oh, really? I mean, the other problem is that then you won't have your GPS for your running app oh, and stuff. But, well, the, the Nike Plus running app is on there. Yeah, but it doesn't have GPS. You don't think that it – Really? There's yeah, no GPS on that little thing? On the Apple Watch? Yeah. No. Oh, that's kind of annoying. It uses your phone's GPS. Okay, I don't really know what I'm going to use it for then. If well, I'm you won't have to running. have your... You could have your phone in your pocket or in somewhere that's not on your arm. Yeah, but like it doesn't... When you're... Especially in the summer, that's really the only place. If you're wearing a tank top. Yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm not wearing anything that like can fit the, the phone. In the winter, I wear a coat, but I haven't even been wearing a coat. I've been wearing a pullover, and that doesn't even have a pocket for the phone. Hmm. So. Well, future Apple Watches will definitely have more. Do you think that wireless headphones are going to get cheaper because of this? Probably. Yeah. Because most people who buy them now are buying big, chunky ones that are, like, for the airport. Yeah. That's interesting. But it's still a problem. I mean, it's another thing to charge. and Yeah. I would also just like them because it's annoying to have a wire when you're running. Yeah. Yeah, you can try them out. There's earbud ones, too. Yeah. So we're both still going to buy them. 
Yeah, we're getting them. Cool. So what was the – we had some reader questions about the Apple Watch. Oh, yeah. Did we have reader questions? We didn't – not about the Apple Watch. Well, about the – Apple's Taptic engine. Mm-hmm. So Drew Smith, one of our readers in um, – I guess listeners. Our listeners in um, St. Louis, Missouri, and New York, New York. He goes back and forth, I guess. Maybe we shouldn't be revealing this so much stuff about him. I don't know. His name is super common. Did so he put I'm his credit worried. card and banking information too? No. He he says Ap- Apple's taptic engine and how it could be used in fashion. So I read the Wired story because I didn't were watch. You, were you paying attention during the demo no, of the no, taptic I engine? I was asleep. So, so that's one of the big things that is a big unknown. Yeah. So tell me about what the taptic engine means. And it's some... Um, it's some technology that was developed like 20 years ago, right? And no one's really ever found a use for it. Well, haptics is basically like electro feedback so when you touch tech, something. Yeah. And it's been on cell phones for a long time, um, but always in kind of a, a crappy way. Mm-hmm. And so the watch is going to have it on the on your skin side of the watch. So if you're getting a an alert instead of like your phone the vibration on your phone goes yeah this is just like it's like a tap yeah like a finger tap yeah it feels like you're it's touching you interesting yeah so now it's also built into the new macbook trackpad so when you press down Mm -hmm. it makes your it tricks your finger into thinking that you're pushing a button Mm -hmm. but really the button is pushing you oh interesting through like this electromagnetic thing Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's binary on off. Like theoretically, there's gradients of of this haptic that you could be exposed to that could make something feel um, coarser or have a texture to it that doesn't. Yeah. So now it requires power. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how it would be used in clothing necessarily. Well- but, I don't know. In clothing, it could be used in a ba- handbag or something. Though. Yeah, um, that's possible. Does anyone sell a handbag now that you have to charge? Oh yeah, there are char- there are handbags that charge your phone. Interesting. I don't know if they're. I mean, so therefore, I'm assuming you have to charge the handbag at some point. North Face has a jacket that you have to charge. What does it do? Heats you up. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a possibility. There are a lot of innovations in fabric technology and, you know, from everything to faux fur to, I mean, fabric itself is, like, cotton is a technical fabric. You know, everything is because, you know, but... um, Natural fabric is uh, your skin. (laughs) Yeah. That's basically it. But there's, like, a technical element to all fabric and... So the idea is, like, especially with fur and things like that, that they're becoming more and more advanced, that the faux fur basically feels like real fur now, and they're figuring out even better ways. And then also there's a lot of innovation in terms of, you know, um, eco stuff. So Mm. making, using less water to develop a fabric. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of water used when you're, you know, making a pair of jeans and things like that. Um, and then there there are a lot of, in Europe, I mean, most of this stuff happens in Europe, but there are 
a lot of just like firms that do really crazy materials that will develop a fabric specifically for a designer. Um, I don't know if they could use this technology specifically, but I mean, there are plastic. I mean, like the alerting sense of it, like if there's, you know, if you're doing some sort of fitness activity, theoretically it could alert you once you've hit a certain heart rate or something like that. But I don't know why the fabric would necessarily do that versus, you know, if you're wearing a watch or something like that. And I mean, the thing that I, I'm imagining, and this is impossible with this, but like, if it does have a texture, you know, what could it mimic the texture of a natural fiber or something Hmm. like that? I mean, probably not because there's, you know, pieces of stuff. There's like extra stuff coming off of natural fibers. I don't know. I, I don't, don't either. It's, I it's, mean, it's it, fascinating. Yeah, and it, especially in things like could it um, alert me if I'm like if I go if I leave the if I leave a space with my fly unzipped? Can it Maybe. alert me? Maybe I don't know. But That's a wearable gadget. Well, one one thing like people talk a lot about smart fabrics. So yeah, if you're out in the rain and you're wearing a wool jacket, if it like seized up and suddenly had a seal on it or something, hmm. I don't know. I mean, yeah, whether or not any of that. Right. And the question is maybe not there. even like the tap, the haptic touch feeling, but whatever technology is creating that. Yeah. Could that be useful for something else? Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's actually an entire, like, could it repel water somehow? Yeah. Well, that's the, I mean, water repellent, sweat repellent. That's yeah. the stuff that, People are constantly odor repellent. Like that's all the stuff that people are constantly trying to develop in there. I did that story on that um, bedding. That's oh um, yeah, and a lot of a lot of like technical fabrics use um, I think charcoal. Hmm. They like somehow incorporate charcoal into their fabrics because that's a natural odor odor absorber. a lot of it's like it still goes back to, especially when it comes to smell and things like that, natural stuff. Like right. Specific um, minerals and stuff will absorb odor or absorb sweat or, you know, flick the sweat off. Um, but Right. Nothing is, is, to my knowledge, been able to replicate what down does when it responds to heat. Yeah, exactly. So that's the thing that, I mean, these sheets are really good. Those sheets are really good. Um Yeah pretty nice but they're called 37.5 if anyone's interested yeah you can read lauren's review on fast company fast Company. Fast co-design i did it for i will link to it interesting but um yeah i don't know i also think it's something like some designers are really excited about using that kind of stuff some could give a shit you know so it's also the matter of that and is it worth it like I, d- the, I do not care. What, I'm what not the, the nerd. What the benefit is. Jean Tui too. Of um, using it, you know. But it's interesting. Yeah. There's I think an it's entire be cool. conference. If you just like Google fabric innovation or something or fabric tech. Really? There's an entire conference Where is about it. it. I, I want to go. I think it's in San Francisco. Let's Maybe go. We should go. Or in Virginia. It's in somewhere. Hold on. When I was in Japan, I was trying to get to Uniqlo's fabric research zone, but oh yeah, it's a lot of that's handled by another well, company, and it's not. It wasn't. Japanese, the Japanese are really um, 
Oh, Smart Fabrics Conference. Yeah, where is that and when? Um, it's May 11th through 13th. Um, Great, the week after we're going. Well, I mean, you could go. I, I have another thing that that time. All right. Oh, it's in San Francisco. Awesome. <laughs> we were going to leave. We could stay like in Gogum first morning. We'll figure it out. That's hilarious. Um, but I have to be in L.A. during that time. Cool. But maybe we can go the first morning. Um, yeah, it's called Smart Fabrics and Wearable Technology. Right on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to be done in that space for sure. I feel like, to me, the, the you know, innovations in fabric are more interesting than, like, all this wearable technology stuff. Yeah, a lot of it I'm still very skeptical about. I mean, you know, we'll s- Apple's basically betting on the idea that people are going to want to wear a computer on their wrist. Yeah. A lot of the rest of it is still very, I mean, and that's a big question mark. A lot of the rest of it is simpler, mm-hmm. but it still hasn't, doesn't seem to be very sticky. Like, you know, jaw bones and that kind of stuff. Not yeah. seeing a lot of people keeping those. Well, you know what I have really kept up with? I mean, and this is on my phone, but is that Breeze app. Yeah. That have we we've probably Well, that's software. You don't need a dedicated device for it. Yeah, so that that is valuable to me. Um I don't know how other people feel about it, but and it is annoying. Have we talked about it on here? Probably. I don't know. It's just so it's it's one of those like apps that tracks your steps and I really do enjoy it. They do not take into consideration if you have like a really active week like i'm training for a half marathon i am i was at paris fashion week so i was doing like 30,000 steps i did one day i did almost 40,000 steps you know my goal is like 10 to 12,000 steps a day i would like to be doing 14,000 or 15,000 but you know that's yesterday i did that but i ran yeah a shitload um so i don't so it doesn't like take those things into consideration and then it's kind of mean to you. But other than that, I I like the fact that like today I haven't walked that much, so I'll probably when But I'm is he yelling laundry, at you and is that bothering you? It hasn't yet, but like tomorrow it'll be like it's okay that you sucked yesterday. It doesn't say suck, but it like to. just kind of mocks you a little bit. That's annoying. But in general I do I have kept up like I haven't shut it off. Yeah. And I feel like Yeah, you've been going at it for a while. Yeah. And I feel like every other app that's like tracking fitness or calories or whatever, I'm I eventually give up on it. Uh I was I forgot who I was talking to the other day about this, but the whole idea of how how your robot should talk to you. Yeah. Like your you know, I remember this Breeze app was bugging you because of the tone it was using with you and a lot of times people write the voices of computer software to be like unnecessarily friendly and and um chatty yeah which i also don't like is that is that right should it be that way or should should it be all business or should the robot try to be your friend you know it's funny i really like the way nike's app communicates it's super straightforward and then if you want the cheering they like they have their famous, you know, their brand ambassadors, all their sports people who they pay money to represent Nike. At the end of my run, they'll be like, "Great job," and that's it. 
Like that, and that I like. Can you do an in app purchase and have Michael Jordan congratulate you? Probably. But you can shut it off. Yeah. I haven't shut that off. There are other things I have shut off. But, and it just says, like, it's just a really nice, like, this next week is my peak week for my training. It says, welcome to peak week, the most challenging week of your training program. This week you'll practice your race pace, go on the most challenging run of your training program, and mix in some cross training to balance things out. Super straightforward. It's not like you didn't, I mean, it's also not customized, but like, and then one week I did a little bit more than I was supposed to. And it warned me. I was like, don't overtrain. I don't know. It's a decent app. There are a couple things that I've given them feedback about via social media, but, um, I really like it and I feel like it's helped a lot and it's not patronizing at all. Um, it's really encouraging, but not in an annoying way. Hmm. But yeah, I think that's interesting. How does how your robot should talk? Yeah, to should you. your robot be your friend? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's gonna be weird when we actually have a robot. Yeah, are we gonna name it and stuff? I don't know. That's a good question. Like once robots become more than enough, because you know there's those Sony robot dogs, but that's obviously a toy. Yeah. But once your robot becomes actually part of your life, how human will we? Will people want their robots to well, be? I mean, the way we, the way we have it, the, the way, way we, we call treat our this dog. I don't. I think it' pretty human. I, well, we also call our our table by its IKEA proper IKEA name, True. Dave. True. <laughs> um, I mean, this dog is All like right. a small child. So we're gonna be the worst robot family oh, on the planet, or the best, or the best. Um, I would not. If we had a Roomba, though, would you would you call it by a name? I don't. I know. Or just call it shitty vacuum. Yeah, it's shitty. Is it? I don't even know. I don't... I mean, right now we could use it. There are a lot of dust bunnies in this house. (laughs) I got some today. Yeah, there's someone coming over here tomorrow. I don't know how that's going to work. Anyway, um, someone did send us an email. It wasn't really... I don't know if it was for public, so maybe we shouldn't use his name. But um, it was a guy who is visiting one of our... Users who is I guess in our users. One, of our, one of our listeners in episode twenty eight we made a comment about our audience and he's thirty male and lives in Vancouver Canada which I'd say is probably the like typical person who listens to this podcast yeah maybe um he so he runs ski shops in Vancouver and is um, visiting New York and was wondering what stores. Well merchandised, medium sized clothing or sport retailers in the city. So I sent him a list of ones that I thought were interesting and I focused what were those? on menswear. I forgot to respond, but yeah, ma- maybe I'll I know. maybe I'll work on that. Um I said so I focused on menswear, I just assumed, but I said Pilgrim Surf and Oh yeah, it's a great store. It's a great store. The guy who owns it used to own Mollusk surf shop which is a chain of i think he he owned the one in new york i don't know if he was connected to the ones in what did they have that they had beam stuff yeah they had beam stuff they That's have like, like the a, only a really beams is one of, of, one of the there. um i don't know would you say beams is like the j crew of japan no no <laughs> okay i don't know how to how to the eddie bauer it. of japan no no it's no, like no. very high end they it's like almost the Barneys of Japan, but yeah. then they also have all their. It's just you can't compare Japanese retail no. to American retail. Anyway, Beams is great, and you can get it at Pilgrim. 
And they have some women's stuff too. They have that this brand Ace and Jig. They have engineered garments, which does men's and women's, and I really like their women's. Oh, stuff. and the Norse projects. Norse or... projects. That's the only men's. But then they have like great soap and lotions Incense-y and stuff. And they stuff. have if you actually surf, they have a lot of really great stuff. I think it's a great store. Maybe. And the guys who <laughs> I work suppose there, they do. I don't know. I, I think it actually okay. is. But um, the guys who work there also, I mean, they've been working there forever. It's like their actual Yeah, it's the same career. people every time. So it, it is nice. Like, you can tell they're really into it. Then I just said that Paragon Sports because I feel like that's a decent, like, mid-sized. Hmm. You, do you think that's a good store? In Union Square? Yeah. Uh, It's fine. You don't think it's great? No. For being, it's like, fine. an independent... Yeah, it's like an independent REI. Like, would you? How how would you? I went in there the other day. Uncle Dan's, would you say? Oh no, Uncle Dan's is like ten times better. Oh really? Interesting. It's more. It's it's a little New Yorky. I went in there the other day looking for um, travel power converters and was not impressed with the uh, selection. Okay. Then I said Saturdays, which the guy had already been to, obviously. Small, kind of small. I so guess it's medium. Saturdays? Yeah. I mean, Saturdays is a pretty big business at this point. Yeah, true. They have like a buttload of stores and they're in wholesale at a bunch of re- at a bunch of department stores. Um, Carson Street Clothiers, Clothiers, which yeah. that place is, has great little, stuff. It's little over the top. really overpriced and not even overpriced. It's just everything is really expensive. Yeah, you can also get... Um, <laughs> Surfing in Paris shirts. Yeah, and they have a lot of Japanese brands there too. Oh, okay. Actually, remember that guy was like, "If you spend four thousand dollars, you get thirty percent off." <laughs> that was awesome. But I think what what a lot of guys do, especially here, is they go shopping twice a year and spend that much. Yeah, like, not me. No, and and not most guys, but I think a lot of guys yeah. who do spend the guys who spend a lot on clothes might shop like that. I said I really like that Hickory's place in Williamsburg. Which one's that? The one on the second floor that has all the... the oh, yeah. Nice, that place is cool. Yeah. I thought those were good. All the, the bandanas and stuff? Yeah. I think I think that's a good Those are all great store. ideas. Yeah. What stores do you love? Well, um, those. Well, except for Paragon. Paragon's fine. I just... Yeah. It's I just... Kinda he, it's kind of uh, new. I don't know. Yeah, it's like B&H or... You know, one of those New York stores. <laughs> I mean, it is not like B&H. It's not like B&H. But it's one of those New York st- – it was – did you ever go to J&R when it was around? It's like this yeah. endless, yeah, yeah. like, hive of different buildings that were cobbled together to make this big store. It's fine. I feel like we shopped there when we first started dating. I bought a backpack there once. Yeah, I bought I some other I stuff there. with you. Yeah, you did. Um Hmm. Like, where do you like to go shopping other than Uniqlo? Well, I go to the J. Crew Men's Store on Fifth oh, yeah. Avenue and Seventeenth. Mm, yeah, which is actually like the probably the nicest J. Crew I've ever been in. Third floor. I think that's their their flagship, like their their most important store in the country, probably. Could be. They also have um, the liquor store, which is kind of a cool way that a big company makes a small store. But yeah, I don't. I find it too too cramped so no, the one on fifth great. avenue is like not too big and it's um not a mall store either so it's like their whole 
They have everything. It's just their stuff. And they also have a sale rack, which is obviously where I go yeah. first. The liquor store doesn't have a sale rack, usually. And does not participate in sales and discounts. Yeah, that's smart of them, though. They yeah. don't need to. I yeah, they got no problems Tribeca. with that crap. Uh, where else do I like to go? Um, well, Muji, mm-hmm. which is not special to New York. Well, is there one in Vancouver, though? Mm, probably not. Yeah, we... You could have recommended that. Yeah, check but out he's Muji. There. He's like probably three, going Three or four now. Mujis. Um, Why do you like Muji so much? Uh, makes me feel like I'm in Japan. Hmm. Which is cool. Yeah. They actually have a really nice uh, chambray um, bedding that I need to take a look Ooh. at. Yeah, I saw it when I was there last week. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, other than that, oh, APC. Yeah. They probably have that in Vancouver, though. Maybe no. not. No, we probably you probably should have recommended all of these. Yep. Uh, although my favorite APC has just been redone. Yeah. So I may not. I like the APC on Bleecker. New I think one? it's Bleecker, yeah, or Bond. Yeah, I like that one. It's very small. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have everything. I think well, it's Bond it might Street. actually have everything. It no, uses it that basement, too. Yeah. It doesn't... It. I think it has a little bit less than... Than the um, yeah. Mercer Street one, but I really like it. It's very intimate. I would say Stephen Allen too. Oh yeah. Um, There's multiple different different uh, Stephen Allen stuff. Yeah. That store um, story is kind of cool too. Yeah. Depending on what they have over in Chel- West oh, Chelsea. Story. Oh, uh. No. <laughs> I don't. I don't really like it. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's right next to that Stephen Allen. Yeah, that Stephen Allen's okay. I like the original original Stephen Allen in Tribeca because it's right by the Stephen Allen home store. Yeah, that's so. where I would go. Yeah. And then don't go to All Good Things is closed. Yeah. I don't really like Story. Can we talk about why? Yeah, tell me I why. I don't want to offend anyone, but oh well. Um, I just think, first of all, the people who work there are really annoying. Hmm. The customer service is super. And I don't know if they change it out with every... because So the the concept of story is that it's like bringing a magazine to life or bringing it's a it's in pop-up every time permanent pop-up theme i think right now it's yahoo and it's mostly like what yeah i think yahoo did it and like that's weird they'll do one with gq they'll do one with oh yeah whomever and they did one with gq and it was like all made in america stuff and in general i found it to be either way over promote promotional like there's all this it was either gq or details or something and there were like gillette razor yeah remember we got like free crap yeah free like toothpaste or they something they did on the target a, a couple of weeks ago. i didn't go to that one but hmm. i just like most of the stuff is not good well most of us the same every time which and, and or, or it's very similar who work there are really annoying yeah and i am super sensitive Hmm. to oh, being oversold things like i i love a great go the, the girls who work at the bird boutique in carroll gardens are great they're yeah, really birds another good store for helpful. our listener by the way yeah the one in williamsburg has men's stuff yeah lots of men's stuff also uh what's that place on atlantic i like um the, the Stephen allen no the other place um crap remember we oh, went yeah. to get those ties Oh, that cute place. Um, I always forget the name. Uh, it has like a really weird name. I'm going to look it up on Google Maps. 
You keep talking. Like Donegal or something. No, 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 no. It has something like that. But some Brooklyn-y name. Look it up. I'm looking, yeah. But yeah, I just think that that store story, it's I feel like it's perfect. It's right by the High Line. It, it's a great place for tourists to go. Yeah. Like there's always yeah, yeah. stuff gifty you can crap. gifty stuff. It's not mm-hmm. that cheesy. Goose Barnacle. Goose Barnacle. That's a good store. It's fun, a fun store. And then if you're there, go down to the uh, Hatchet yeah. Outdoor Supply. Yeah, we should have told him that. Next door, two I doors think he's down. Tonight, probably. Yeah, he'll never listen to this. So. Um, but I just think I don't know. It's it feels really inauthentic, and the whole point it's called story is that it's supposed to be really authentic. Authentic man. And it annoys me. Like well, I've never had a good experience, and I've never bought anything. You're a store snob. But I just like it's shocking to me, and I think it's been very successful. You know what I bought there? What these uh, AstroTurf coasters? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you buy, you know what you buy? All there? right, all right. You buy those whiskey stones there, <laughs> like yeah. that kind of shit. And it's which just, are still in the box. It's fine. I someday mean, I'll use them. But I, I like think ice I bought cubes. Those for you, like the first year we started dating. Maybe I like ice cubes. That's the problem. A long time ago. That's the problem. Well, who? Cool. But who? Well, now you know all of our everywhere I go shopping. Um, the only other thing I was thinking about talking about was the books. All these books. Yeah, Lauren's been reading a bunch of books. So tell me about them. First, my question for you is: Do you like reading books about the tech industry? Do you feel like most of them are not helpful to you? Um, I always buy them. Yeah. Well, I often buy them. Well, now I'm back in a spot where I'm getting a lot of free books too. Okay. But I guess there are much more. When there's there like an influential tech book, I I either get it for free as a review unit or I buy it. Yeah. And I would say most of the time I read part of it. Yeah. Almost never do I finish it. Yeah, I think because there are so few books about the fashion industry. Yeah. When they come out. They've been hugely influential to me. Cool. So the first one I ever read, I'm not the first. Yeah, it probably was the first was The End of Fashion, which was written by Terry Higgins, who used to be the fashion reporter at the Wall Street Journal. She still writes for them and she's like my idol. She's amazing. She was the first person to kind of have that beat at a business publication and is is really incredible. Um, And then there was this book by this woman named Dana Thomas, who was think at newsweek or time or both at some point she lives in europe and it was called deluxe how luxury lost its luster and that was another book that was really influential for me but i've read there i mean there so many of them the beautiful fall by alice drake another journalist dedicated follower of fashion holly brubach chic savages by john fairchild who actually just passed away he was the publisher of wwd um it's about how he made fashion American fashion people socialites designers and celebrities that? it's really good All right. he was like he just died so there has been a lot of um if you know a lot of tributes to him but he was like he did a mix of real reporting and gossip and but he made it all. He was like half insider, half outsider. He was best friends with Oscar De La Renta, but then he would slam his collection the next year, that kind of stuff. And hmm. it just doesn't really exist. 
you know, 90% of fashion writing is just sucking up to designers because they're advertisers. So to see that, um, in, you know, it was just interesting. And WWD is now, you know, is the paper of record for the industry, but it's very straightforward. It's not, um, they don't do a lot of analysis. They don't, there's not gossip, that sort of thing. So I love that book. But anyway, there are three books that came out in the last year that were one is is Terry Egan's um latest book which I'm struggling to see it but it's about how celebrity kind of changed the fashion industry in, over the last um decade and then um Robin Gavon is the fashion critic of the Washington Post she wrote a book that I'm reading right now called um The Battle of Versailles I think and it's about this this competition that happened in the 70s at Versailles French designers versus American fashion designers but it's really about how American fashion designers became they used to just copy the um clothes of the French couturiers and now they and how they became designers in their own right it's really interesting in cool. at the last APC presentation Jean Tui Tui was talking about Ezzedine Alaya, and they're from the same town, and I, I don't even remember where they're from, but um, I should look that up, actually. But they're from the same town, and Ezzedine Alaya was, like, the local um, dress designer, and he would order the patterns from Christian Dior and make the Christian Dior dress for the local women. Um, and so to hear that, because now, like, to do a, to copy something is so they're from Tunisia. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. but to, to copy something is like, there are all these laws against it. And in like the, uh, American fashion designers and groups go to ca- the capital to Washington DC to try to pass these laws, like anti counterfeiting anti whatever, when it used to be that like the department stores would buy a sample, um, from the French brand for like $5,000 and then make copies of it. And it would say Christian Dior for Saks Fifth Avenue hmm. and sell it for 350 bucks or whatever. It's really interesting. Cool. So I'm reading that. And then there's another book by Dana Thomas about um, the, the lives of Alexander McQueen and um, John Galliano, who one is, is dead and the other one has had a lot of, trials and tribulations and kind of looking at how the luxury fashion system broke them. And I haven't read that one yet, but they're, they're really interesting. I think this calls for a fat, uh, needle in the mouse fashion bookshelf. Is this boring? Bookshelf. Are you talking about this? No, one? not at all. I, now I want to read these books. Really? Similarly, there's a Steve Jobs book that's coming out this week. That's supposed to be like the best oh, Steve Jobs awesome. book ever. Yeah. I'm excited. So we need a needle in the mouse fashion and tech bookshelves. Yeah. I think that's a really good idea. Boom. I'm gonna I'm gonna write a story for someone about these the Dana Thomas book and the Robin Gavon book once I'm done with both of them. Awesome. Our friend also wrote a book. Nick Carlson? No. Oh well, yeah. But Chris Black wrote a book. Oh yeah, it's Chris not, Black. I don't really remember what it's about. It's about it's Chris Black. Quotes. It's a book about yeah. Chris Black. I don't remember what it's called, but Cool. We'll, we'll maybe work we'll on that. We'll talk about it the next time. Yeah, we should have Chris on the show. Yeah, that would be really funny. He's actually. like the perfect um, halfway between our brains type Maybe of Maybe we could have Chris and Haley. Whoa. Yeah. Then they can share Mike and we can share Mike. Yeah. Right on. 
All right. Well, anything else you wanted to talk about? No, show's getting uh, a little long. So really? Gonna, yeah. Well, it's almost forty-five minutes. Too long. No, about, I thought it was um, perfect. Okay. I love you when you talk about books. Okay, thank you. We'll we'll do a whole post someday with all these books. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Uh, we should even have some of the authors on. That would be super cool. Because they have to promote their book. Yeah, no, that's true. Shit, we should have Michael Lewis on. Let's have Michael Lewis on. When's his next book coming out? I don't know. We'll figure it out. I wonder what his next book is about. Do you know? I don't know. Should we look it up on is Amazon he, maybe or he's Maybe it's about Uniqlo. He should write a book about fashion. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thanks for tuning in again. It's uh, been a pleasure. As always, if you have questions you'd like us to address on a future show, you can find us on Twitter at Needle and Mouse. Or you can email us at hello at com, which is our web address, too. And you can go and listen to old shows and subscribe to our show on iTunes, follow us on Twitter, all that all that kind of stuff. Shop our 2002 <laughs> gift guide or whatever. 2011. Whenever we did our our one and only oh holiday gift guide. Should we do an Easter gift guide since Easter's coming up? Do sure. Do people get e- gifts for Easter? I don't think so. No, you get a Easter you get an Easter basket. What's in there? A bunch of crap. If you're mm, if you're It's like candy though, right? I feel like they're it it was Gold okay iPhones? to have like r- like a piece of jewelry in wow. there. Oh yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. <laughs> sure, honey. Hey, we don't celebrate Easter. Gold I- I want a gold here. iPhone in my that... Easter basket. Then is it like stockings? I think it's like a stocking stuffer. Yeah, huh. you put uh, that kind of stuff in. I don't know. Get some more. Uh, I don't know if backpack- that still happens. Backpackers cologne. I I I just always think of Easter of because. W- we are, got married over Easter weekend and had no idea it was Easter. No. Nope. And one of my relatives was like, uh, do you realize that it's Easter? And I was like, no. What's that bunny all about, by the way? I just like it. It came. It's some art thing from London. Cool. I bought it at that artsy store we always go in. in London. Where I got my cheese? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right, cool. Should we get rid of it? I like no, it. No, I love it. Okay. Great. All right. Needle and Mouse on Twitter. Bye. Bye.